0: Beloved Church of God, beginning our service before the Lord, let us stand and affirm the promise that is related to the door of our hope. Let the resurrection of Christ reign in our bodies. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are grateful to your holy name for this once again privilege to be at this holy place that your hand has outlined for the worship of your holy name.
1: Allow your inheritance in the name of the
0: covenant of blood to be lifted to heights higher than us and to break the chains of all evil and sin that holds us captive. May in the service be cursed all the works of devil, illnesses, poverty, premature death, demonic dependencies, All forms of fears, depression, destruction, ignorance, covetousness, all of this let it depart from the tents of your holy people and stand, O Lord, on the place of your rest, you and the ark of your greatness. And may your saints be clothed in your redemption and may they rejoice before your countenance. Give us more from your Spirit. Fill us with your Spirit. Allow us to discover your shining countenance. I lay the service in your divine arms. Guide it with your uplifted hand. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. May the Lord bless you. He may be seated.
2: за дела все причини
3: The book of John, chapter 12,
0: verses
3: 4 through 6. But one of his
0: disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. And so the reason why one of the chosen Apostles of Christ was transformed into an enemy who would betray Christ is contained in the fact that he was a thief. Because without allowing Jesus, because without Jesus' permission, he used the money that was brought to Jesus and as a high priest of the temple of the Lord um, to whom these tithes belonged, these tithes belonged to Jesus
3: and this was
0: seen as stealing out of the treasury of God. As soon as a person becomes a thief that violates what was entrusted to him but belongs to God, he simultaneously becomes a thief of God. And as we know, thieves do not inherit the kingdom of heaven nor can they. Do not be deceived. Thieves will not inherit the kingdom of God. First Corinthians 6,
3: 9 through 10. For um,
0: Cherubim, what happened was he began to steal from God. And instead of gathering and giving into the treasury of God, that which was found in his belonging but did not belong to him, he began to place this into his treasury to steal it this is what ezekiel writes about this chapter 28 verses 4 through 7 with your wisdom and your understanding you have gained riches for yourself and gathered gold and silver into your treasuries by your great wisdom in trade you have increased your riches and your heart is lifted up because of your riches therefore thus says the lord because you have set your heart as the heart of a god behold therefore i will bring strangers against you the most terrible of the nations and they shall draw their souls and you shall perish. So that which the cherubim had was the gift of God. And instead of readdressing this glory to God, he had attributed it to himself before the angels. And in doing so, he stole. Thus, every person who attributes to himself the revelation that does not belong to him personally, but had belonged to someone else, and he attributes it to himself as if it came from him, he becomes the same thief a person who attributes to himself tithes that do belong that do not belong to him but to God he becomes a thief. In order to run away from thievery and the betrayal that happens after it, it is necessary for the tithes and offerings that are in our belonging uh, that are in our hands but belonging to God um, if they they can move into the control of God and so that our treasury in which we keep our money in the subject of tithes and offerings was found not among us but in the heavenly treasury which on earth we know is any community church. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If the treasury of Judah would be found among him, or not among him, but in heaven, because it was among him he became a thief. But if it was found in heaven, his treasury and his treasure would be God. Then devil, as a professional thief, would not have had the opportunity to to seduce him. It's necessary for money to cease being our treasures. For many children of God. Money continues to be a treasure. Their lips say one thing, but their heart is tied to money. This is their treasury. This is their deity. This is their worship.
3: And
0: according to Scripture, this can occur for us to not be controlled by money and to rule over money, to not depend on them. We, at one point, must place our tithes and offerings into the heavenly treasure which on earth we see as the church in which we are members of, with which we are bound to, to which we are bound to. Bring all the tides into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this is the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Malachi 3.10 Those who depend on money already according to their state in relation to God are thieves because they worship not God, but money, behind which stands the demonic prince of mammon. That which we depend on is our deity, let us remember this. But each time we honor God in tithes and offerings, we cut the root
3: of this tree, the root of all evil, which is money.
0: It is love toward money and our dependence on money that is the root of all evil. And domination over money is the root of all good. We will honor God right now, tithes and offerings, worshiping him through our tithes and offerings, and we will sing to him without this kind of worship in which our hands would be filled with tithes and offerings, our worship loses its significance. Not only this, but we can't even end up in the gates of God although we are found, courts of God, although we are found in church because the doors of the courts of the Lord are opened when we honor God in tithes and offerings and we worship Him we express our love, and we acknowledge His authority. Let us stand and let us honor God in search for His
3: countenance. I will remind
0: you that each time Israel had honored God in tithes and offerings, either in the tabernacle of Moses or the temple of Solomon, they were called to, according to the words of Moses, which he had received as a revelation from God, to raise their hands over their offerings and proclaim one unique proclamation that they were faithful to for thousands of years. We, being that same Israel, tied to that same root and drinking from the juice of the same olive tree, will do the same thing. Please raise your right hand, a symbol of your righteous act, over your offerings and pray along with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated the tides from my home and brought them into your home so that your home may have food. I did not give imperially, I did not give in sorrow, and I did not give for the dead. I rejoice that I have the privilege to express my love and to acknowledge your authority. And according to your word, I ask you, Right now, may
3: your
0: heavenly windows be opened,
3: and may
0: your blessings come down abundantly upon your redeemed nation, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. May the Lord bless you. You may be seated.
2: И над миром светит тот свет, что две тысячи лет назад Воссиял над землей, Бог из гроба восстал и воскрес Для нас с тобой, Он вернется к нам на землю Все поклонятся Его Поют осаду Богу одному, на кресте тогда ну мир, но воскрес ты твердо знал. Пусть каждый служит в нем радостно, вечно и навсегда. Он по веки живой, и с ним вечно живы будем, ты и я. Он вернется к нам на землю, все поклонятся ему, но о твердо знай, что вернется к нам на землю он. ты из нас будет пусть готовым, с радостью сердцем сердце встречать царя, он придет небеса ожидай его на земле и ты и я он вернется к нам на землю все поклонятся ему мы споют о богу Но воскрес, ты твердо знай, Что вернется к нам на землю, он как царь. Он вернется к нам на землю, Все поклонятся Я хочу видеть город золотой, Приготовленный для Божьих детей. И приблизиться к Иисусу Он отрадь с Иисусом жень, И дарует радость сердцу моему.
1: И склониться на колени and so if you have a Bible, a
0: Bible you can open with me a familiar place of scripture for us that contains a
3: depth of what still is unknown. Matthew
0: 545 through 48 So that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. You, therefore, must be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. The sermon that I would like to continue is called, Called to Perfection. And in conjunction with our study of the path that leads us to perfection, we began to study the path that leads us to God, our bridegroom, in the event that is the image of Rebecca's path to Isaac. We began to look at the signs presented in the Bride of the Lamb, whom Rebecca represents in the virtue of the lily of the valley, they were called to look upon with the eyes of our heart or eyes of our faith so we could form ourselves into an image of perfection inherent to our Heavenly Father.
1: And for this purpose, she left her
0: nation, her household, and her former life to follow Eleazar to Isaac, her groom. Eleazar, who was presented in Scripture as an image of the Holy Spirit that came down on the disciples of the Lord on the day of the Pentecost to bring the small flock to perfection in Christ
3: Jesus.
0: We have noted that in our case, celebrating the Feast of the Pentecost is accepting the Holy Spirit in our heart as the Lord and Ruler of our life. In this kind of acceptance, we are called to bind ourselves to the Holy Spirit on the conditions that are set in place in Scripture so that we can be led by the Holy Spirit.
3: For as many as are led by the Spirit
0: of God, these are the sons of God, Romans 8:14. A person who has not taught how to accept the Holy Spirit as the ruler of his life can never bind himself to the Holy Spirit, and consequently he can never be led by the Holy Spirit. Because of this, he will lose his title as a son that is expressed in salvation.
3: It is possible to speak in
0: foreign tongues and to not lack any gifts, and at the same time remain carnal and lack the Spirit, and to go against everything that comes from the Spirit of God.
3: And so speaking in tongues
0: and practicing gifts of the Spirit is a spiritual experience but it does not make us holy and does not change the character that we have inherited from the vain life of our forefathers.
3: For this purpose, the
0: cross is intended. It is called to separate us from our nation, our home, and our carnal life in the face of the sinful man who was a manufacturer of sin. We have noted that when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we receive a unique and faithful opportunity to either accept the Holy Spirit as a ruler in our life, in order to receive power from Him, and in Him to create total and complete separation from our nation, our household and our corrupt desires so that in the Holy Spirit and through the Holy Spirit we could bring God fruit of rightness in the subject of a godly life, carrying within it the resurrection of Christ.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or to accept the Holy Spirit as a valued guest and continue to remain dependent on our nation, our household, and our corrupt
3: desires. We can
0: give our bodies to be burnt And at the same time, not have the love of God. So God's love is not an emotion. It is an act. It is a fulfillment of a commandment. If you love me, keep my commandments, he says that's why only fulfilling the commandments can be proof or evidence of our love to God and however much people might say they love God, they love God, who are you lying to, who are you trying to protect love toward God is expressed in the fulfillment of His commandments that we ourselves cannot understand if we are not instructed or edified in faith by those people whom God has sent to interpret this word into keep it in our heart in the format of a seed and so to accept the Holy Spirit as the Lord and ruler of our life we came to a conclusion that the statutes regarding the observing of the Feast of the Pentecost are contained in the book of Leviticus chapter 3 Three verses, fifteen to twenty-one. We must fulfill seven conditions which are presented in the observance of the feast of the Pentecost. This is to bring two new leavened loaves. They are supposed to be baked of two tenths of an ephah of fine flour. Along with the two new leaven loaves, it is necessary to represent seven lambs of the first year. Then, along with the two new leaven loaves, it is necessary to present one young bull and two rams. Then, it is necessary to represent a grain offering and a drink offering. Along with the two new leaven loaves, it is necessary to present one kind of the goats as a sin offering and two male lambs of the first year as a sacrifice of a peace offering. Six, the priest is supposed to bring all of this before the Lord along with leavened breads and two lambs. And seven, this offering ought to be brought during the Holy Convocation at this time. No customary work should be done. In a certain format, to accept the Holy Spirit as the Lord and ruler of our life, we already looked at the first six meanings that are contained in six images regarding the celebration of the Pentecost Feast. And so, we will turn to look at the seventh meaning, the image of which is like the ones before, is a necessary condition for accepting the Holy Spirit as the ruler of our life. This is the holding of a holy convocation. The gathering of a holy convocation where we represent ourselves to God in the image of a living sacrifice testified of our belonging to the great Sabbath and not doing any customary work at this time. Earlier, we have already mentioned that a holy convocation, at which time two new leavened breads were o- ought to be brought as a kind of, kind of offering, pointed to our partaking to the sovereign boundaries of the kingdom of heaven due to our partaking to the body of Christ. So, a Holy Convocation is a Church of Jesus Christ. The holding of a Holy Convocation is partaking to this Church. And it is illuminated in many places of Scripture, especially in Romans. There is different conditions, and according to these conditions, we will see or do we belong to a holy convocation or not to the body of Christ or do we not and so Romans 12 verse 3 through 21 for I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophecy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good this is astonishing people don't like this they say they say there's too many conditions here there's so many rules here that must be fulfilled that would define whether or not I am a partaker to the body partake to this body that gives me the right to accept the Holy Spirit as the Lord of my life If you don't have these conditions, if you don't fulfill these conditions, the Holy Spirit will be our guest. We will come and say, the Holy Spirit, you are the guest of heavens. We will sing that he is our guest. We will invite him to our church. Holy Spirit, come down on this service. And then
3: we will leave
0: completely not worrying about the fact that if he came as a guest, you left, he is not with you. You cannot invite this kind of high-valued guest and just let him, leave him, let him be. So why am I saying all of this? These lengthy words present the order of service of a holy convocation that makes us partakers to the great Sabbath in the face of the body of Christ. When fulfilling these conditions, we receive the opportunity to bind ourselves to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, on the other hand, receives the opportunity to become the Lord and ruler of our life. In this manner, the fulfillment of these conditions is evidence and proof that we have signs of the resurrection that we have clothed ourselves in so that we can answer to the conditions of perfection that is inherent to our Heavenly Father. We should note that each of these conditions are equal to one another and prove the truth of one another. So either we have a balance of all the, of the characteristics or we have nothing and we are lying to ourselves. Violation or non-compliance to this kind of order will deprive the Holy Spirit of the power to become the Lord and ruler of our life. Because of this, our names will forever be blotted out of the Book of Life, although they may have at some point been written there. If you have paid attention to these conditions lack command about so-called evangelism that is viewed by the many who are called as a path to salvation. If you were attentive, evangelism was not talked about here for us to evangelize. Today, almost all Protestant services are focused on evangel- evangelism. And this evangelism, they accept it as a guarantee of their salvation. They think that God will forget about all of these other conditions, but at least they are evangelizing what kind of gain if he, for a person if he gains the whole world but loses himself and so to become partakers to the holy convocation and in this manner allow the Holy Spirit to rule over our essence so we could be led by the Holy Spirit we will turn to the first condition this is to not think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith To think soberly and according to the measure of faith is with the grace that is expressed in different gifts to serve one another according to the measure of our faith and the measure of our abilities. For example, if we have a prophecy, then to prophesy according to measure of faith. If we have service, then to be in service. What is prophecy? How do we prophesy according to the measure of faith? Do all of us have prophecies? Prophecy is first and foremost the knowledge of certain disciplines of faith that we received through edification in faith.
3: So,
1: all can
0: prophesy, Scripture says, but each one must prophesy according to the measure of faith that God has given them. God does not give with a measure, but we accept with a measure. We cannot, the measure that we have accepted, in this measure, we must prophesy. Let's reiterate what prophecy means because people in churches who have prophecies, I'm talking about 50 Adventists among whom I grew up or people who have, are baptized with the Holy Spirit and speaking of tongues, they have prophecies and for them, they consider it this very spiritual. And the person who prophecies, they call him spiritual. But he who prophesies is not spiritual. This is just a manifestation, a spiritual manifestation, but he himself is not yet spiritual. Because spirituality is a changed character, is when a person has loved his house, his nation, and his corrupt desires. And when he began to bring fruit to God prophecy is not fruit it is a gift and we are supposed to serve with this kind of gift let's look at what prophecy is 2 peter 1 19-21 and so we have the prophetic word confirmed this is what it is the word which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts the day yawns, the dawns, we're talking about this occurring in our hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. So all of word is prophecy, and all of prophecy in Scripture is of any private interpretation. So a person cannot understand this word with his own intellect. Why? For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So, according to this, a prophecy is a person who was anointed by God to transfer his revelation and his will to God's chosen remnants, whereas prophecies is information that is expressed in edification and in comfort. So, a prophet is one who always prophecies. A prophecy is not always a prophet. 1 Corinthians 14, 3. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to man. Have you paid attention here? This does not talk about the fact, do I do something or not? Because prophecy is, Lord, open to, reveal to me, should I marry this person or not? Should I buy this house? Should I change my job? Should I move to a new city? So people are led by prophecy. We have different Slavic churches. They migrate from one state to another. They were in California. Then according to prophecy, they're right now in Idaho. But there are a group of people who always migrate because prophecies tell them that there will be hunger here, there will be destruction here. People do not have hope in God. They think that God cannot keep them safe if this country faces some kind of destruction. They moved to California, nothing happened there, it prospered as much as it has been prospering. They are not led by prophecies but by false prophecies because true prophecies are doctrines, disciplines, the teaching of Jesus Christ who came in flesh that we receive through a person whom God has sent. They unveil for us the substance of scripture and what we receive we are supposed to say to one another and when we say this to one another when we testify to one another what we have received this is prophecy prophecy according to the measure of faith the measure of faith that you have accepted witness what God has done with you with you and in you so concern the fact that prophecies is information that we have received from and and faith then the level of this kind of information will depend on the level of our spiritual growth. Romans 12, 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophecy in proportion to our faith. The proportion of faith that we have received in the format of prophecies is not established by God. This is the choice and the prerogative of man that is tied to the decision to pay a certain price of dedication for he whom God has sent speaks the words of God for God does not give the spirit by measure John 3.34 God does not give according to a measure we accept in a certain measure we cannot accept everything fully you know that small children smaller, older tell them one kind of information they will accept it differently depending on their spiritual growth this is the measure of knowledge that we are supposed to prophesize from we will tell one another our, our subjective relationship to the word of God because real prophecy is checked by scripture but what we say is subje- subjective how we understood it we testify what it has done for us sometimes because of our Level of infancy, we prophesy through a by guessing, and only then, when we leave infancy, we begin to see God's promises in a completely new way, and then we prophesy more fully and more clearly. If we are unable to differ prophecies from prophets, the Holy Spirit cannot, can never be the Lord and ruler of our life because we will think that all those who prophesy are prophecies. A prophet is a commander, but one who prophecies, in Philippines it says the deacons were also, they also prophesied, they weren't prophets. But people call anyone who prophesies a prophet. For them, a form of prophecy is when they speak in tongues, and then in speaking in tongues, they begin to say something in their own language and then they tell their congregation try to connect these words together and understand what this prophecy was furthermore we must also be in ministry I won't go deeper into each of these aspects because there are many of them and we have already spoken about them. we will continue to talk about them but I'm just saying that if we have prophecies we should prophecies according to the measure of faith and we prophesize according to measure of faith then this is that condition that gives the Holy Spirit the right to become our Lord if we become to prophesy more than measure of our faith trying to teach people thinking that we have something greater than we do then of course the Holy Spirit cannot be the Lord of our life and so the next condition in being in Holy Convocation what is ministry? ministry is the ability to serve one another with some kind of gift or some kind of ability
1: 1
0: Corinthians 16, 15-16 I urge you brethren you know the household of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of a K, and that they have devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. That you also submit to such and to everyone who works and labors with us. If you have focused, paid attention, there are not many people in church who serve each other. Sometimes some might serve, but others wait for them to be served. Pay attention, a feast that occurs. Some sit there and they don't move from their position. Others momentarily get up and they begin to bring something clean, doing do something to help. This is ministry to saints. And it is written here that if you have devoted to the ministry of the saints, you submit to such and to everyone who works and labors with us. Because all that you do for saints, you do for God. You cannot bring God a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, a napkin, a spoon to ask, Can I get you something else? You can't do this for God. You do this to His children. And He says, All that you do for them, you do for me. Let's read Matthew 25, 37 through 40. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did, you, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you to drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to the one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Do you see how great a service to one another, to saints, is? If we do not have it, then we cannot accept the Holy Spirit as the Lord and ruler of our life. The different kind of ministries depends on that kind of gift that we receive from God and not what our personal flesh chooses. 1 Timothy 1, 12-14 and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did not ignore because I did it ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. So Apostle Paul, his ministry was in the fact that he had revelation, the word, and he was able to then transfer it. A person might have a different kind of ministry. Paul's people served him. They ministered to him. He ministered to them. They ministered to him. If we ourselves choose the kind of ministry that is not according to the person whom God has placed over us. We do not belong to a holy convocation. Because of this, we cannot accept the Holy Spirit as the Lord and ruler of our life. Furthermore, if we have the gift of being a teacher, then we need to be in the teaching. If we have the gift of one who speaks, then we speak. What is a teacher? What kind of term is this? We think that we may know it. well when in fact it is a kind of ability and a kind of gift that the Holy Spirit endows those who lead or command.
3: My brethren, Apostle Apostle James
0: writes, let not many of you become teachers knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble on many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, He is a perfect man, able also to brittle the whole body. Basically, James is talking about for saints not to make themselves teachers and for them not to boast of their heart before God because His function belongs only to the Holy Spirit. He makes people, He appoints people. A teacher is a person who is placed by God to teach a teacher is a kind of virtue and a kind of gift that are only given to two category people in the churches who have a wise heart these two categories are supposed to have a wise heart and they are called teachers in scripture the first category in the virtue of father is presented in the virtue of the fathers of the church who have the gift and anointing ability to Dwell in the thoughts of the Holy Spirit to accept His revelations in the seed of the Word. The second category has a unique anointing to correctly give that prophetic word that they receive through instruction and faith from the person that is sent by God. Both are teachers. Some some plant, others water. That's the difference. And the most the scariest is when between these two categories is when the one who waters begins to think of himself as one who plants then he begi- he stops being a student excuse me a teacher because he does not teach anymore he does not have the seed he will make things up he will try to stand at the same level as the first category helpers of a pastor they are teachers who we're supposed to take from His Spirit and from those revelations that God reveals to Him and to transfer them to us. Not everyone has the ability to transfer. I'm sure you have seen, sometimes people, they know, they have the ability to pass this along. We might know a certain truth for ourselves, but it might be difficult for some to to pass it along. It depends on the gift that God has given us given us. Acts 13.1. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon,
1: who was called Niger,
0: Lucius of Cyrene, Manain, who had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. Five people, five prophets and teachers for a thousand numbered church. And today, Each one wants to be a teacher. Each one wants, each one strives for that. Furthermore, 1 Corinthians 3, 6-10. I planted, Apollos watered. You see two different teachers. One plants, another waters. Apollos watered but God gave the increase. So that neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. Proverbs 22, 19-21 says, So that your trust may be in the Lord, I have instructed you today, even you. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth that you may answer words of truth to those who send to you? Also, these, this represents two categories. One teaches another, and he says, for you to correctly If we reject to differ the anointing of one who waters and the one who plants, then we will not be able to partake to the holy convocation. Because of this, we will not be able to accept the Holy Spirit as the Lord and ruler of our life. Now, let's move on to the next definition of the gift of the body of Christ. An exhorter. An exhorter is the ability to assure, comfort, encourage and give hope or moral support to a person who is in the hour of sadness or sickness. Exhort means to comfort and to instruct in faith. Basically, exhortation is one of the forms of prophecies along with the form of teaching when a person speaks from the name of God. Because of this, this is very dangerous, and this is often deadly.
3: Exhorters. Second Chronicles 24, 19 to
0: 21. Yet he sent prophets to them to bring them back to the Lord, and they testified against them. This is talking, we're talking about Israel.
1: See,
0: these are prophets prophets and teachers that's why exhortation is a format that prophets and teachers work in the functions it is written but they would not listen then the spirit of God came upon Zechariah the son of Jehoiada the priest who stood above the people and said to them thus says God why do you transgress the commandments of the Lord so that you cannot prosper because you have forsaken the Lord he also has forsaken you so they conspired against him and at the command of the king they stoned him with the stones in the court of the house of the Lord so God sent them to exhort God sent the prophet and they killed him for this exhortation Exhortation that lacks God's holiness and the boundaries of God's commandments cannot be legitimate and does not have the right to be called exhortation. If you exhort a person and you do not show him clear boundaries between light and darkness, who he can talk to, who can, he cannot, what he can do, what he cannot do, then your exhortation is not legitimate It cannot be called exhortation. Acts 238 38-40 Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children, and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. You see, in order to be saved from a perverse generation, you need to divide yourself from this perverse generation. The Perverse generation were not people of the world. They were Pharisees, Saddukis.
1: They were
0: people who lacked true gospel. They tried to look religious before people. Furthermore, exhortation that is offered outside of the boundaries of the commandments of God. This is wickedness, where the grace of God turns into corruption. Apostle Jude said, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith. All of Jude is an exhortation, if you have noticed. For certain men have crept in unnoticed in the Church. They became members of the Church. Long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Those who go against theocracy, they have a dictatorship they choose people and they advise one another because one god he places one person a pastor in the body and all the others are helpers and all are supposed to look at this one pastor they are not supposed to shepherd the the pastor but the pastor is supposed to shepherd the brotherly the brothers and when this structure is broken and when brothers shepherd those whom they established then that means that they have gone against God's order I want to remind you though you once knew this that the Lord having saved the people out of the land of Egypt afterward destroyed those who did not believe and the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode he has reserved an everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day Jude 1, 3-6 basically exhortation is the expression of one forms of of the Apostle service. However, Apostle Paul talks about this kind of exhortation that is called to be the state of the heart for those saints who act according to the Spirit. So people who according to the Spirit act according to the Spirit of a pastor can be exhorters. So there are two different kinds of How there are two different kinds of teachers, in the same way, there are two different kinds of exhorters. For an apostle is always an exhorter who is led by the Spirit of God, but an exhorter is not always an apostle. If we do not act in the Spirit, a person who has been sent to us by God, our exhortation will be work of our flesh and then we will not be able to partake to a holy convocation because of this we will be unable to accept the Holy Spirit as the Lord and ruler of our life furthermore if we are given the gift of a distributor then we do so simply it is rent to do simply to distribute simply if a commander then to command with diligence if we have the ability to do good to others then to do good with those who rejoice understand that this is service in the church not somewhere but people who have gifts of the Holy Spirit a distributor this is the ability to divide and share with her neighbor with that which the Lord has blessed us with and to do so in a way so that we don't make him dependent on us and don't have authority over him it is written to give so simply what is simplicity simplicity is uprightness Generosity. This is the heartfelt relationship that is involved in being good hosts and to offer our service. Let's look at who distributors are. Acts 6 1 10. Now, in those days when the number of disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said it is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables therefore brethren seek out from among you you seven men of good reputation full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom whom we appoint over this business we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word and the saying please the whole Multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, whom they sent before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. Then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith
1: and
3: Stephen,
0: full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among
3: the people. А Стефан веры then
0: there arose some of what is called the synagogue of the freedmen, Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and those from Seleucia and Asia, disputing with Stephen. And when they were not able to resist the wisdom, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke, he was stoned. He was falsely
3: persecuted. so basically
0: according to this place of scripture a distributor is a person who is led by the spirit of God or a person who accepted the Holy Spirit as the Lord of his life saints who act in the spirit of a person
3: They also have the ability
0: to distribute. Both categories receive their service and ability in the body of Christ from the Holy Spirit. A distributor, this isn't talking about what is yours, but what is the Church's.
3: When there is some kind of gathering in the church, I'm not going
0: to leave. I'm not going to leave prayer and the word from up here to set up this feast. I am. I distribute this job or this service to other people. These distributors might distribute the word of God, and it is written. them to distribute simply. That's why those who
3: act,
0: both categories receive their service and ability in the body of Christ. If a person rejects this kind of gift to be a distributor and he begins to distribute in his own spirit, he begins to speak from himself, he does not Partake to the ho- holding of a holy convocation, and because of this, he will never be able to accept the Holy Spirit as the Lord and ruler of his life. We are talking about what it means to be a part of the holy convocation, to accept the Holy Spirit as the Lord and ruler of our life. As we move along to the service of a commander,
1: we
3: need
0: what it means to be. A, what does it mean to be a leader? A leader is a person who is placed at the head of a congregation to manage, care for, and be diligent in the boundaries of his responsibility. These are certain leaders of certain kinds of services. And so to lead is to answer before God for those aspects that are under our responsibility and first and foremost over ourselves. A person who is placed as a leader in the Church of God, this is a function that first belongs to an apostle and second, it belongs to those Luke
3: 22,
0: 25-27 who is a leader according to Christ and he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors but not so among you, on the contrary he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger and he who governs as he he who serves for who is greater he who sits at the table or he who serves it is not he who sits at the table yet I am among you as the one who serves Jesus showed an example of a leader what it means to minister if we do not lead over the spheres that we carry responsibility over then we will not be able to partake to the holding of the Holy congregation. because of this we will not be able to accept the Holy Spirit as the Lord and Ruler of our life. What does it mean to be one who shows mercy? He who shows mercy, this is also a special gift where a person could spread the grace of God which in this case expresses itself in the ability to do good, to empathize, to have compassion and to have mercy. He who shows mercy is a person who has the ability to do
3: good.
0: In this kind of gift, a person shows his faith to people by empathizing. Proverbs 19.22, What is desired in a man is kindness, and a poor man is better than a
1: liar.
0: If the good that a person does does not bring him joy, then his
3: good doing is
0: questionable. Because when we do something good, we are supposed to be joyful from it. Your heart begins to
3: rejoice. If
0: you have given somebody in, to somebody in need, then the Holy Spirit will grant you joy, rejoice, joy. But if you give someone something and then you question yourself for doing so, that doesn't mean you're one who shows mercy, or he who shows goodness. You're a liar. Because of this, you cannot belong to the Church of God. And the Holy Spirit cannot become your Lord. The truth of our good doing is proved by when we do good for those who hate us and we are filled with joy that results in victory Matthew 5, 44-48 But I say to you, love your enemies bless those who curse you do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you that you may be the sons of your Father in heaven for he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust for you love those who love you what reward have you Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. And so, by summarizing this, we should know that if we do not do good to those who hate us we will not be able to partake to the holding of a holy convocation because of this the holy spirit whom we received in the baptism with speaking in tongues can never become the ruler of our life
3: i am i am
0: not going further on each of these elements because we've already talked about that we will continue to talk about them but i will shortly talk about each of these to show what it means to belong to a holy convocation to the body of Christ that gives us a chance so that the Holy Spirit can become the Lord and ruler of our life so that we could be led by the Holy Spirit and to not lose our status as sons. The second condition in the holding of a holy, holy convocation that gives us the ability to accept the Holy Spirit as the Lord and ruler of our life is for our love to be sincere. And for this purpose, we are called to abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, and give preference to one another.
3: We must do something for one another. For example,
0: in Georgia, this was a sign. Will we give preference to one another?
3: When you step
0: into when you step into a bus and you need to pay for your ticket in Georgia, if your friends are also on the bus, they jump up to pay before you. He tries to buy the ticket for you. You try to buy it for him. In respect to one another, you give preference to one another. This is what it is referring to here. I just mentioned an abstract example but we need to talk about the Church in this case.
3: That's
0: why these words are referring to our role and our fulfillment of this role which gives the Holy Spirit the opportunity to be the Lord and Ruler of our life.
3: The thing is, is that
0: love, evil and good, is not an emotion.
3: It is a certain
1: program.
0: They are acts, but they are also in a program that, if not in a person and dependent on a person, cannot exist. It can exist only in man and manifest itself through man. Feelings are supposed to follow after you And you're not supposed to serve feelings Feelings and emotions are supposed to serve you And if we do not provide definitions to these two phenomena That define our earthly existence Then we will e- easily accept the program of evil as a program of good We consider the fact that at our birth We have all genetically inherited the program of sin As our character and our natural properties
1: so with, so, with this... this
0: the culture of that people was to pay for one another but this program of sin is different love as a program is one of the most ancient commandments that was intended to have victory over evil with its goodness and to implement and build a correct relationship between man with God and man with man and all of the earth we can only implement this program into our essence in the format of the seed of the word through instruction and faith First John Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. This is an information. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in the darkness. T- until now he who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him but he who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because darkness has blinded his eyes love as a program is contained in the Word of God that comes from his mouth and leads the nature of God it can express itself only through a person who honors him and fulfills the commandments this yields a good heart in man
3: because of this
0: God's love is a commandment that we are called to show in one another God's love by nature is a love that chooses it is unconditional with respect to only the person who has a good heart that is cleansed from dead works defining God's love in man is a lack of of jealousy and hatred towards the prosperity of our neighbor, and hatred toward a wicked and lawless person. This is basically possible only under one condition: if a person has hated his nation, his household, and his inherited life from the vain life of his forefathers. Luke fourteen, twenty-six to twenty-seven. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. From this, we know that the God, god's love which chooses is always equal to the degree of our hatred that also chooses. So, the level of love is equal to the level of hate. Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm. This is talking about love. For love is as strong as death, jealousy as cruel as the grave. Its flames are flames of fire, a most vehement flame. Many waters cannot quench love, nor can the floods drown it. If a man would give for love all the wealth of his house, it would be utterly despised.
3: evil is
0: everything that comes from man and from demons whereas good is all that which comes from god so we must look not at the act not only at the act but at the source who sent you to do this act to do this deed if this flesh then scripture qualifies this act as evil because when the flesh gives something it grows in its eyes, it shows what it gives. When this comes from God, a person with his goodness towards you does not try to hold you captive. That's why to abhor evil is to feed disgust toward evil in man, to hate evil in man, and with atrocity to turn away from the evil in man, and from a man himself who has made a decision to be lawless and wicked good is also a program but it is expressed in the teaching of Jesus Christ who came in the flesh therefore to cling to good is to cling to the revelation of God over which God stands and which yield the essence of God to cling to good is to search for God in the revelations of his Urim in the Holy Spirit as we have been going over on Fridays that yields the heart the good heart of God, in the virtue of His Thumim, in the format of His truth. So, when God unveils something for us, He unveils His good heart.
3: He also has His own Thumim,
0: and He unveils it through Urim, in the format of His truth that is presented in the teaching of Jesus Christ, who came in the flesh. Yesterday we had. Yesterday we had a wedding, and we gave. Instruction how to cling to one another, how a man is supposed to cling to his wife and a wife to the man. So in scripture, scripture says to cling to God. And then this teaching how to cling to God was held as a standard between a relationship between man and woman. Let's look what is what is mean to cling to good. To clean
3: is to seek goodwill.
0: To seek goodwill in what well God. To attach to yourself.
3: To learn the
0: desires. Because if you will give a person what he does not need, we need to know what he desires. Maybe he needs bread and you brought him a wool coat, and he already has wool coats, you will know what he desires and, and give him what he needs. That's why you must learn the desires. And God wants because we cannot cling to God without clinging to his people, to his holy convocation. Watch the movement of the hard mind to await in awe. We should not seek something out of a person. When you do something and desire to receive it back, we're supposed to await in trepidation. When you do something for a person, this person shouldn't be left feeling that he now owes you. To be prepared to do the will, of course, and this is talking about first the will of God. We fulfill the will of God to diligently pursue, to reach a pursuit, to not shy away from the goal set by God, to adhere to its commitments, to be in constant communication, and to maintain loyalty and purity in relationships of course, between God and man, and then man and man in the boundaries of Scripture. And so by summary this, we should know that if we do not abhor evil, cling to good, be in brotherly love to one another, and to give preference to one another, we will not be able to partake to a holy convocation. And then the Holy Spirit that we have received in baptism with the speaking of tongues can never become the ruler of our life. The next condition that gives us the opportunity to accept the Holy Spirit as the Lord and ruler of our life is to not lag in diligence, to be fervent in spirit, and to serve the Lord. From these words we know that if we lag in diligence and are not fervent in spirit, we cannot serve God in a way that will allow us to partake to his body, and accept the Holy Spirit as the Lord and the of our life. The word diligence translated from the Greek language is zeal, effort, care, haste. In this manner, diligence is a zealous and desired pursuit that is necessary to know God. Therefore, diligence includes the involvement of all of our existing capabilities. However, to better understand how and under what circumstances we are called to manifest our diligence in a way so that the level of power that is of this diligence does not lag and we would not be thrown out of the mouth of God because lagging diligence and fervency in spirit points to the state of the heart of man in which he left his first love toward God and became lukewarm. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Revelation 3.16 We know fully well that to be hot, or rather, to not lag in diligence and be fervent in spirit, this is to be alive to God, whereas to be cold, this is to be dead to sin A prayer that does not have enough diligence and is not fervent in spirit cannot only not be heard by God, but it will also call out His anger Psalms 54, 6-7 Look how prayer is brought as a sacrifice. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me out of all trouble and my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. Pay attention. A prayer without fervency that is not a flame. Sometimes we are told you need to have a flame. You need to be... have fire in the spirit in order to have fire in the spirit we need to have oil in our vessel
1: those
0: who ran
3: out of they saw
0: that we receive a revelation at
3: night
0: We receive knowledge in the night and in the day we pass it along. That's why this judgment, this is an example when God gives our spirit, revelation. And now the time has passed and the king is coming. Now all stood. Now let's look at what we received. Some, they had kept this oil in their vessel. But the foolish virgins, they had only enough to pour in their lamp. You know there is a lamp and there is a vessel next to it. Oil is poured in the lamp and it must oil must be taken from the vessel to be added to the lamp. The vessel is that word of God that we hear but we do not understand.
3: But the, la- the
0: lamp is what allows our spirit to grow. When time comes, if our lamp starts to dwindle or the flame starts to dwindle, we need to take out of our vessel and to add this oil. Just as the disciples who didn't understand the words of Christ, they kept it in their heart, although they did not know him. If if people take only what they understand, They are just like these foolish virgins and time will come when their spirit begins to dwindle. They will not be able to be fervent in their spirit. This is very dangerous and we talked a lot about this. Building ourselves into a temple of God so that the Holy Spirit can be a lord and ruler there is impossible without enough diligence and fervency of our spirit. And we are fervent when we have oil. The word of God that we receive, and for for our lampstand and for our vessel, accept the word that you do not understand. Be a nobby for it. There will come a day when God will unveil this, and you will add this oil to your lamp. Why does God need tables, breads at a table that we cannot eat, we cannot understand? Because this is God's holiness. God wants to have food first and foremost. He says, first, feed your master, then you yourself will eat. Christ shows us how we are supposed to serve God. First, we are supposed to Feed the Lord. We're supposed to accept the word that we do not understand. And when we accept it, God is satisfied. We have trust in Him. And then He gives us a part of what we do understand. When people say, Oh, I don't understand, that's why I will go to the church. I understand everything in a church. But here they say, it is difficult to understand, there is so much going on. Some people left and said, what are you talking about, 6, 8, 12 points, who can memorize these points? When you hear and you accept, we're not, we're not talking about your memory, we're talking about your spirit. Everything is poured into there. And your memory might have not grasped everything, but you heard with joy, you grabbed, grasped everything and placed it in your spirit. And when you will need it, when you will need to take it out of your vessel, it will come to you. And I, know, I, I think you've noticed before that in certain circumstances, you remember what wasn't in your head all of a sudden you memorize it and you proclaim it. Zechariah 6.15 Even those from afar shall come and build the temple of the Lord. Then you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you, and this shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Zechariah 6.15 Pay close attention. If you listen then you will build the temple of the Lord and others will come. Furthermore, to lead a quiet life to mind your own, our own business and to work with your own hands is also impossible without the diligence and fervency of our spirit. First Thessalonians 4:11- 12 that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you that you may walk properly toward those who are outside and that you may lack nothing
3: even
0: here we must be fervent in spirit to be alive for God to live quietly to do to mind your own business and so if
1: we
0: become weak in fervency we will not be able to partake to the Holy Convocation the Holy Spirit that we have received it that we have received in baptism with the speaking of tongues can never become the Lord and ruler of our life the s- next condition, fourth condition in the holding of a holy convocation that gives us the opportunity to accept the Holy Spirit as the ruler of our life is to be comforted in hope, be patient in tribulation, and continue steadfastly in prayer. We know that the Holy Spirit is a comforter. However, He receives the opportunity to comfort us if He is our ruler. He can be our Lord if we are comforted in hope and so if our heart lacks hope in the format of a certain truth that is contained in the teaching of Jesus Christ who came in the flesh then the Holy Spirit will not have the opportunity to comfort us because the Holy Spirit could manifest himself only in the boundaries of the hope that we have in this manner If we do not have Thummim in our heart in the format of hope that is expressed in the teaching of Jesus Christ who came in the flesh, then Urim, as the light revelation of truth that comes from the face of the Holy Spirit, cannot reveal anything to us which we do not have. If we do not have hope in our heart, Holy Spirit cannot unveil anything for us. If we do not have Thummim, then Urim has no place to work. By studying the discipline of hope, together we have numerous times focused our attention on the fact that hope is oftentimes mistaken for trust or faith. Because of this, people who misunderstand do not have either. In other words, we can trust God only when we have hope in Him and in the fact that everything He has promised in Scripture He will fulfill. The thing is is that the word hope in Scripture means expectation of hope of what God has promised therefore whenever our faith needs to make something of what God has
3: promised as
0: it is written Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is a substance of things hoped for faith is a substance of things hoped for Hebrews
3: 111
0: everything has its own time for each promise there is a certain time in the faith of God unveils for us in the commandments of God a person who knows the commandments is a wise person he knows the time and statute he knows at what time he should ask God he knows when he should sow and when he should harvest imagine when a person When the harvest has passed, when the winter will come, he begins to sow. What will occur? When a person, people do not know the correct time. Take a look at the promises of God that God will rapture his church. Instead of preparing themselves for rapture, people have jumped to evangelism. They begin to
3: and sow. And I oftentimes remember about, about an apple that has bloomed
0: it or that has come when it is not supposed to. When people begin to sow when they must harvest that is not that is not for there is a time for everything when the time for rapture came and what will God do? He will clothe his church into resurrection how can he how can he clothe the cloth into resurrection if it is not willing to be edified in faith it is fo- it is focusing instead on trying to bring more people to God this has this doesn't mean anything. If you gain the whole world but lose your soul then what have you gained nothing. Therefore, if our heart is laid on the foundation of the promises of God that is yielded by hope, out of which our faith could be the substance of things hoped for, then we will receive the opportunity to trust in something and be comforted by something. The Holy Spirit will have the opportunity to comfort our hearts in the subject of a certain promise that is contained in the hope of our trust.
3: We
0: will remember two things. First, These two commanding instances in the face of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit that come before God on the whole earth never work and never show themselves without one another. The Word of God that we hear. When a person of God says the Word of God, this is talking
3: about them
0: not working without one another. God doesn't know. Not no, second. God doesn't owe us anything, whereas we owe him everything.
1: Everything that
0: God depends on is His word that comes from His mouth, and not on how we understand His word based on our own personal interpretation. Therefore, if we have hope, then God will receive the opportunity with the power of His Holy Spirit to fulfill His word at a time that He thinks is right and only using His ways and
3: methods. If we do
0: have hope in the Lord, then God will receive the opportunity by the power of the Holy Spirit to fulfill His word at a time that He thinks is right and only using His ways and His own methods. The ability to await when God fulfills his word when you have this word you can have hope and patience you had patience to fulfill the will of God and to receive what is promised but if it is not there you cannot have hope why did Abraham why was Abraham so patient why was he so patient even when it was impossible to be patient because he had the word he had hope he kept hope in his heart that what God has promised that he will become the father of that of that child that will be born from Sarah. And Sarah awaited. That's why scripture says, look at Abraham and Sarah who gave birth to you. I called them. When I called them, they had no promises. They had nothing and I gave them promise and they were supposed to circle around this promise the promise of God that God gave us is hope if God promised that he will heal us if God promised that he will save us from the dependence of sins he will save us from the tyranny of our own soul he will do this we need to work with this we need to search for how to do this this is very important otherwise we will lose our salvation if God has promised to give the Holy Spirit to those who love him those who love the commandments of God who fulfill them he will give them the Spirit people say I love God but they do not learn about his commandments they do not fill them they one Episcopal came to our church once he listened and he came up to me and said Brother, what you are saying, this should be implemented in institutes or to be explained in institutes. How are you giving, how are you spreading the teaching to these people? I said, do you know that God doesn't want to make an institute and speak this word in the institute? He wanted to make his church an institute. He wanted this to be shared in the church, not an institute. Do you understand what you have done with your institutes? You have gathered there people who have carnal ambitions, fleshly ambitions. They have come there to receive a high doctorate degree. They teach five, seven years. They learn five, seven years. And then they see themselves so greatly. I remember one brother who confused, who concluded this theological and he said to me, Pastor, before the institute, I believed in something after. I didn't believe in anything. I lost my faith. Do we need these kind of institutes? Do we need these kind of schools? For people always push me to create a school, to create an institute. Perhaps at once I began to, but the Holy Spirit always stopped me and told me, I want my church to be an institute all that i will unveil to you i want you to speak it to unveil it this is a speak my word the rest is my work how people will react to this word I see how some people have learned how to write how to think how to go to cell groups and to think about the word, and work is occurring. I don't know how God will do this. Sometimes I look and say, God, have you truly made from these people will make princes of gold that will bring the whole world to astonishment. People who have stopped institutes will not bring the world to astonishment. People will be be astonished when they see simple people who do not have a higher education. And those people who do not have a higher education, with their knowledge they will shake, with their character they will shake, with their power they will shake these people. I have
3: nine great
0: I have nine great years of school and professors speak to me they say you are hiding your education it is impossible that you have nine unfinished classes you knew you knew you know, you know subjects that you know better than me subjects that I teach that you know better than me how do you know these subjects we receive God such knowledge sometimes that are not in science Sometimes God gives me revelation. What is occurring in space? What kind of stars they are? Why He made them? What relation do they have to us? When He shows me that each person contains all of nature, and He has the sun and the moon, the stars in Him, that the stars are God's promises, and that the sun is His spirit, and that the moon is a cleansed conscience and when I begin to see this that these material things illuminate spiritual things but people don't see this and people don't know but I according to the laws that occur inside of me begin to understand the laws of science of space and people are astonished. People. I believe that God will do something great with you because you listen, you are preparing your hearts to hear sometimes satan might tell you you're unable to understand this your mind is not ready for this you're true your mind cannot understand this your heart understands this your mind is unable to see the unseen to live by the unseen we need a different mind we need the mind of christ that will renew our thinking by summarizing
3: what it means, how it means to accept the Holy Spirit. This is to be fervent.
0: In the day of the Pentecost, people were supposed to, with all of these sacrifices, they were supposed to have a holy convocation. And if we hold this kind of holy convocation, and I have not yet finished, our time has just ended, but there are still different components, and I think we will continue them. This is very important to understand. Are we a part of the body of Christ, or are we just lying to ourselves? That's why according to these components that we have heard today, we should know that if we are not comforted by hope and fervent in prayer, we, we cannot belong to the holding of a holy convocation, and the Holy Spirit that we have accepted in the baptism can never become the Lord and ruler of our life. today. We have a good example. We see many people who speak in
3: tongues
0: but also turn and begin to curse. I have talked with one Christian before on the phone, over the phone.
3: And she began to
0: curse for what because of what I was saying to her. And then her cursing turned to... She began to pray in tongues and her praying in tongues was mixed with cursing, curse words. This occurs many times in churches who, after praying at church, they go home and they curse to one another. Speaking in tongues is a spiritual event, but it is not spirituality. Spirituality we gain when we are consecrated. When we, when we separate ourselves from our nation, our household, and our lives, then the Holy Spirit can become the ruler of our life. He became the Rebecca's ruler because Rebecca decided to leave her nation, her household. And Laban, Bethuel,
1: he uses an image of people who perished.
0: You might ask, then why did Abraham, everything, those who are called are his home, that out of these called, chosen, Are chosen. That's why Mesopotamia is an image of those who are called, and Rebecca is an image of the chosen one. Abraham is an image of the chosen. He left his home, his nation. We must leave our carnal, carnal nature and carnal people because we know that infants are always carnal, but carnal people aren't always infants do not go against the word of god that they do not understand they keep it in their heart and they grow that's why infants are always carnal but carnal people aren't always infants they go against they don't accept what comes from the spirit they are those who are called who at a certain level they say, I don't agree with this, I don't agree with this, I don't understand, says of the fact that these are very dangerous people. Before rapture, God will gather all those who say, I don't understand or I don't accept this. He will take them. And now this wicked person
3: he will leave
0: his church. He will bind them. Look how how people, churches, are multiplied, not because of evangelism, but because of division. And when wicked people arise and they lead, these people who say, I don't know, I have my own Bible, and so forth, they begin to evangelize, they begin to do something. But God, at this time, he cleanses. He cleanses his people, and he prepares them for rapture, he prepares them so that they can begin to clothe themselves, to testify, to accept thumim, and to accept this, represent uh, this thumim before God. And when the lid of the Ark of the Covenant is to be opened, he will, when he come comes to you and looks there and he sees the teaching of Christ who came in the flesh there, he will begin to unveil it to you.
1: And the great glory
0: will occur. We will pray right now. And all those who desire to call out some kind of fear, some kind of depression, illness, pain, resentment. The Holy Spirit is here to help you. Because resentment will not allow you to enter heaven. We need to
3: leave resentment.
0: Our hearts must be opened. This is not an emotion. This is a decision of the will. Resentment is a hurt emotion. If emotion walked behind you and it helped you and you walked in front, the emotion would not be tarnished. You would not be resentful. We need to say, I forgive this person's name of Jesus Christ. Lord, heal my emotions. We wait for you. The Holy Spirit is here to heal you from resentment, from illnesses that often comes from resentment. We will pray. Amen. I will pray with you with your prayer and I ask you to deeply believe that God loves you and all that you have heard can become yours. He can heal your heart, free you from fear of free you from fear of dependence of all kinds of sin only he can free under the condition that you turn to him with your humility and so your eyes close an element of a mystery room your arms raised a sign that you are ready to receive from God what he has prepared for you pray along with me Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus Christ I come to you with a wound in my heart with my shame with sin with fear I come to you with my illness that has come upon my body that scares me I ask you forgive me wash me cleanse me heal my wounds heal my pain protect me cover my shame I open my heart I believe in you I give myself to you I believe your words the words of life that they can resurrect in me they can resurrect the promise that have died for me I accept all of this into my heart and right now before heaven and earth I want to proclaim that according to your word, I am washed, I am cleansed, I am healed, I am renewed, I am justified, I am saved, amen, amen. Your sins are forgiven and your lawlessness in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you. May he come down and shine down upon you with his face. May He have mercy upon you and give you peace. around you thousands fall upon you and not come near you may the blessings come upon you may the blessings of god's healing rays come upon you may be healed in your heart and in your illnesses and may they leave you forever and all all of these blessings healing you come upon you and on your children and may they be fulfilled on you and may the, the whole nation will say amen